1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook. And today we are talking about our health care. Does your health care make you sick? Can you afford to get sick because of the health care you do or don't have? Do you actually have health care? Do you know what's covered? What isn't covered? What's going to be your out of pocket expenses? Will your health care actually cover you when you're sick? How much will it for you? Can you benefit from being sick? So we're going to look at some of those pretty serious questions and concerns today. Because let's face it, we all get sick. I know one of you are out there going, I don't get sick, I never get sick. Never, never, never. Good for you. That's awesome. You must have one heck of an immunity built up in the body. So congrats. I was in healthcare very long ago. I started out as a healthcare aide, so that kind of ages me because they're called PSWs today, which are purport workers. The program is a lot longer, they have more skills, but basically it's the same kind of job in that you're helping people in healthcare facilities that can't do their activities of daily, whatever that may be. And then I progressed to a registered practical nurse, um, then ended up getting a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and Sociology became an operating room technician, so or scrub nurse, I guess that's more of an appropriate term that people might understand. Um and then uh got my master in education. So I ended up teaching in healthcare. So I've kind of a little bit in the healthcare field. But uh I've been deal I've helped sick I've helped unhealthy people. And yes, I've probably built up immunities to some diseases or issues that have come up. But yes, I've caught some things too. So, some things are contagious. So, I have experienced illness. And my health care, I'm in Canada. I'm very fortunate that we have a health care system, that it covered my doctor's visits. But guess what it didn't cover? Oh, you know it. I know you're yelling it out loud. It didn't cover prescriptions. It didn't cover me being off work. It didn't cover me buying or making, well, I didn't make it because I was sick, but chicken noodle soup. Didn't cover me buying my ginger ale, my Vicks, my VapoRub, my candies, my Buckley's. Mmm, that tastes so good, but yes, it works. Whatever medications we get to help keep us healthy or to help us when we're sick, are they covered? They're not covered. Not under our Canadian healthcare system. Even if you want to try and prevent being sick, cold effects, people use things to help them boost Great, I have people that swear by that. So it doesn't get covered, does it? So you're off work, you're sick, still got to pay your bills, you still have to maintain your household, you still have to take care of your kids, whether they have two or four legs, mine have four legs. Guess what, they can't even open a door by themselves to go out. And when you've got it coming out of both ends and your head is spinning and you can't breathe and you can't speak, it's awful to have to move around and try things. So can we actually afford to get sick? Or does thinking about getting sick a sick? What does worrying do to your body? It stresses you out, right? It causes illness it causes disease. Worrying is a horrible emotion. And if you're in the United States of America and you don't have health care, that could cause you to be sick because your health care will make you sick because you don't have any, and you worry about that. Well, how many of you? Have- how many of you out there have actually ever worried about how you're to get healthy or stay healthy? How are we going to stay healthy is the main thing. If we're not, how do we get there? Has your doctor ever recommended to you, this is my favorite, diet and exercise. Well, if you lost weight, your back wouldn't be so bad. If you lost weight, your knee would be better. If you lost weight, your blood pressure would go down. If you lost weight, you'd feel better. If you lost weight, you be more healthy. That seemed to be many years ago the phrase people heard a lot of, lose eat healthy. Did you ever hear the Mediterranean diet? Have you tried this diet? Have you tried that? I've heard it all from doctors. I've heard it from people who have told me, my doctor said to do this, to do that. Easier said than right. Because if that is your habit of the way that you eat and the way that you exercise, it's not just a matter of changing it. It's a matter of psychologically changing the way that you are, which is very difficult because it's rooted in you. I'm not an exerciser. I will never join a gym again. I hate it. I hate working out. I have a bad back. If you've listened to any other shows, I'm all through it, but you know the uh, injury. But yes, I'm not supposed to do that stuff. And a lot of people aren't exercisers. I see that. I know that. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just think, why would I join a gym to stand on a treadmill when I can take a walk outside? Why would I join a gym? If I can go for a bike ride. <laughs> but do you do it? <laughs> I don't do it either. I walk my dogs every now and then. But I got three Sharpees, 42, 52, and 55 pounds. Three of them, I might be going for a little dragon ride behind them And scuffing up everything that's not, t- everything touches the ground. So, I, it, we have a nice yard fenced in. They do that. So, I walk the yard. It's only a quarter acre. But I walk it a few times a day. Right? So, I try and do some things. But I did join the YMCA. Love it. I'm in the pool, do an aqua fit three to five times a week. I do turf room. I do some exercises on the ball to strengthen my back. Then I go for a dip in the pool. So I exercise I mean, three and five days a week. Okay, nothing wrong with that. It takes the pressure off. You like the water, even if you don't. If you don't swim, you can't swim. There's all sorts of aids there to help you stay afloat. So if you have an injury, that's a good way to go, or any kind of pool. Hospitals, sometimes physiotherapy pools, sometimes there's salt water, a little heated, nice on the bones. So if it's an arthritis situation, aches and pains, you can certainly do that. And really the membership might be between 40 and 60 a month. It is worth your health. And I swear by it. I've been at the well now for close to a year and I just swear by it. My health feels better. I'm losing a little bit of weight, which was not the goal. That's a benefit. So I diet and exercise. Isn't that close to do? Not diet as in diet, watch what I eat, starve myself, puke it all up, take laxatives. Not that. I've changed the food. I eat more vegetables. I eat more fruits. I eat more lean meat. I eat less carbs. That's just my choice. And that makes me feel better. So I have health care, but I don't want to get sick because my whole teen's off, right? So would yours be. You don't want that. And if you're like millions of people out there, you're struggling to find health. You're going to need a lot more than diet and exercise. It's mindset. When I joined the gym, when I used to go to the gym, and I did it a few times, to lose weight specifically, and I'd suffer, believe you me. I'd be taking my hydromorphone, my flaxoril, my naproxen, go to the gym, workout, come home, have a bath, be in tears. The pain, the absolute excruciating pain, it wasn't worth it. After Aqua fit in the pool, I don't have that. I feel good. You have no idea. And for those of you that have done it, you know it works. And the doctors and specialists told me you should be in a pool. I said, can you write a prescription? Maybe I can get it paid for. (laughs) haven't met any company that will buy you a pool for your back, including ODSP, WIB, and all those guys. So it doesn't work that way. But diet and exercise, don't focus on that. Just focus on yourself. What makes you happy? You're going to be crazy against the mindset of disease. We don't want to get sick and worry about it. We're going to get sick. If we're upset about it. We're going to get sick. If you can't go past that. It's going to paralyze you. There are health insurance companies out there. There are government health programs, drug companies, conventionally trained specialists, and they're all integrated to kind of keep it or unhealthy. What happens if we're all healthy? What happens to health care? What happens to the research? What happens to the doctors, the specialists, the surgical teams? What happens to recovery? What happens to intensive care? What happens to surgical ward? They're gone. We won't need it, right? So that's a huge field. So we want to stay healthy, keep ourselves healthy, and do what we feel is best for us and be positive, right? So let's look at how this all works from a perspective that we don't often look at, the big picture, and we don't focus on the big picture because we focus on ourselves, we focus on our lives, and there's nothing wrong with that, because if you don't, nobody else is going to right? So you have to. But let's look at the big picture. In health insurance companies post four billion, billion with the B four billion dollars in Wall Street profit every quarter, saying business goes across all sectors four billion dollars in health care because of sick people. Sick people. Us. I'm sure many of us have been sick this year. Health insurance companies, they increase premiums to beneficiaries, decrease reimbursements to doctors, and deny cover care, citing pre existing conditions, exclusion of services as their fundamental reasons. So if you have like if you've bought life or health insurance and you had a pre existing condition, was it excluded? sure it was my health care my medical care i didn't have it was injured it's all over the record now i had to say i had an injury i had to go through wsib i had to see my doctor i had to see a specialist i had to see physio i saw chiropractors. i saw everybody did everything i could to make myself better it's record there's records everywhere now it's excluded lower back injury so anything related to my lower back will be excluded off a of claim because it's a pre-existing condition. So I pay that for the rest of my life, physically, mentally, emotionally, and now financially. So it is good to look at insurance before something happens. I know in Canada you're thinking, I have insurance. What are you talking about? Exactly what I said. Not everything is covered. So your health insurance that you purchase can cover some of the things that aren't. What if you need a back brace? A doctor can write a person. Your insurance company might cover that. What if you need a cane? What if you need a walker? might not be covered. So you get these things. What if you need special apparatuses in your bathroom, your home, grip rails, non-slip things, certain shoes? I mean, shoes, TED stockings can cost you hundreds to thousands of dollars, and they could be covered. And if you're in the United States, this goes for you guys, too. This health insurance, your private medical and health insurance will cover this stuff. And if you don't have health in the United States, find something. Okay, And we will talk about that later on in the show. So insurance companies, once something happens, you know how it works. It doesn't matter if it's car, house, home, dog. My dogs, I had insurance for them. Mine are Chinese Sharpays doesn't cover eyes, doesn't cover ears, doesn't cover skin, doesn't cover gastrointestinal. I'm like, okay, well, that's the four main things that I would need done. They're excluded because that's the main problem with sharp A's. So you really have to watch if you're getting health insurance for your pets too. But for yourself, if you have nothing wrong with you, go get insurance. Go tomorrow, go tomorrow, get up tomorrow, go find insurance before you get sick. And if you've already gotten sick, look into it anyway. Find a financial advisor. Your regular host of the show, Kathy Cook-Noble, fantastic financial advisor. I go to her for everything. I have all my because of the information she gave me. So pre-existing conditions can be a problem. They could be excluded. So if you have nothing go and even if you do, it doesn't matter because only that's excluded, not anything else that could go wrong. So insurance companies segment the market into healthy people, which is about 80% or more, who can pay for you. You can pay for your stuff. Then there's the not-so-healthy people, which are 20%, but we can't afford health care. So we really have to look at how we can afford to take care of ourselves, because out-of-pocket expenses are much more costly than your insurance that you're going to pay monthly. And you can find insurance. The more issues that we have, the more you're gonna want to have insurance. We are living older today but getting more problems, so we don't want to do that. What if you had to have cardiac bypass? What if you had to have heart surgery? What if it's a non emergency? What if you want something done, elective that is a reason? We're gonna pay for that, right? Elective surgeries, things we want to have done. So we might pay for that, unless we can bring it back to a medical condition. So the insurance company, fantastic to be there to help us through our financial advisor who will help you get the beverage that you can. So on that note, let's go into our first break. When we come back, we're gonna continue talking about insurance companies. You are listening to Karen Cook on Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choice Network. We'll be right back.
0: Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada 613 800 8736 or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host today, Karen Cook, and today we are discussing our health care and how it may or may not make us sick. So, question are health insurance companies really interested in keeping us healthy for the long term or are they more interested in their short-term views of their next quarter's earnings so what's the bottom line you know I always used to think health care people bottom line that's it it's all about the people but it never is it's always about the money everything's about money I understand That everybody has everybody, every person, every company, everything has to make money. Money is what makes everything work. I get that. But do we forget we're dealing with people? We're all people. But are you a person? When you go to the hospital, are you a person or a number? For an insurance company, what do they ask you when you call? Oh hi, this is Karen Cook, Cully. I'm calling about my policy policy number. I'm a number. Because numbers are money. So they pull it up; they know my name, they know all my personal information. They know the policy I have. They know what I pay per month, they know my they know everything so i I understand that everything comes down to money, but it being the only issue is it being the sole purpose is are we is the insurance company only looking at the small picture? What's the big picture we are so when money is in short supply, insurance companies really invest in long term payments of aggressive integrated health programs. Or are they trying to keep their financial noses really above the water? And let's face it, when you have an insurance claim, when you hand it in, do you just get what you asked for? When I was first injured, I had to fill out those WSIB forms. For six weeks, I tried to call the adjudicator. That's the person who's supposed to take over your case. I had to call in, speak to a manager. She called me back about 10 minutes later, and the first thing she said to me, Oh hi, I'm so and so. And how do you know? How do we know that you didn't lie about your injury because you didn't fill out an incident report the day it happened? I told her I didn't fill it out because I didn't want to deal with WSIV. And people like this tried to avoid it. My doctor suggested no, told me to fill it out. There were two witnesses. Everybody saw it happen. They backed my story. They're in the report. But that's how it started. So you can imagine the fight I had for the two years I had to deal with her till I finally gave up. And thought, you know what, the mental stress. I see why people get stuck in a rut. Because to me, they just think they could to keep me down, to tell, try to get me off the program. So they're not just giving you money out because you need it. How about our system right now? We have millions of age people who are now burdening this stress system. right? The baby boomers, holy cow, never had anything before or after that. We have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people becoming the age where they're going to need more health care, more health coverage, more injury, illnesses, disease, issues, complaints, pains, moans, groans, going to see the doctor more, going to visit hospitals more, physio, health care facilities. So if you're healthy right now, are you going to stay that way? And how are you going to stay that way? You are the target group that needs to pay for disease care now. They're targeting anybody that really isn't the baby boomer. We're the ones that are helping keep the system going because our money is going to be siphoned in the form of premiums and taxes at escalating amounts, which is going to decrease our ability to engage in health habits, quality nutritional counseling, preventative body work, rehabilitation, fitness memberships, personal trainers, psychological counseling. We might not be able to afford that. Right? It's called a budget. We might do it if we figure it out. But again, if you don't have the money, you're not a well person. You just don't have it. So to look at making sure that we have the best possible health care at the best possible cost. Speak to a financial advisor that you trust. So government programs for health, Medicare, for example, is a great example of what will happen to, healthy vision, um, to the healthy vision in the future. So about 10,800 Medicare recipients qualify for the program per day or 4 million baby boomers since the year 2010. Medicare will be insolvent once the remaining 64 million baby boomers qualify into the program. Federal deficits are estimated at, get ready for it, boom, 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 $16 trillion. Trillion. I don't even know how much money that is. I get a billion, is a trillion past that, well, 16 of those. Is that like 160 billion? But oh. oh, when unfolded entitlements like Medicare and Social Security are included, the total is around 200 and a trillion. Oh. Wow, eh? phenomenal. The baby boomers are the biggest set of individuals ever. All right, so this is going to be a, a concern on the healthcare system. So in order to pay for programs which are imploding, the government will have to tax healthy and young individuals and funnel that money into disease care now because if we don't do that we're not going to have any care so we're going to cure cancer has become a wonderful ah uh, let's say, dream and it it tugs at the heartstrings open your purse give out money that's fantastic that's what we want we want to research things to find first The National Cancer Institute 2012 report to the Nation of the Status of Cancer says, cancers are associated with being overweight or obese. Several of these cancers are associated with not sufficiently being physically active. But instead of money going towards aggressively correcting behavior, raise it for endless research. So, are we helping the wrong end? If being overweight and obese and unhealthy and not exercising causes cancer... Shouldn't we be focusing or causes some cancer? Sorry, don't get excited. It doesn't cause cancer. Can cause some cancer. Uh, should we not look at changing the behavior of the person instead of trying to find the cure after the fact? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with cancer research. It's a great thing. We've come a long way in our research, absolutely. But we've still got a long way to go. And should we be helping people preventing more disease than curing it after the fact is what I'm saying. So, conventional medical specialists are incentivized to cut, fix, prescribe, and test. Working in the operating room during surgery, surgeons get more money the later the night goes on. We used to get called in at three in the morning, got the same pay. They got like four or five times the amount of pay. Granted, it has to be an emergency and that happens, but they get money to do procedures. And I've never met a bad surgeon. Were great that I worked with. Never worked well. Yeah, they were good. So, um, but that get paid for everything that they do. So the healthcare system pays to fix us during and after things. But what's happening before? Preventative measures. They're paid to find, destroy disease. The more specialized they are, the more disease orient their mind. Working backwards to find the cure. Right. Let's start at the beginning. So specialty experts in disease, their recommendations will be disease-focused under the guidelines for the prevention of disease, rather than operating inside a paradigm of health first. So it doesn't matter about keeping you from the doctor's office. Like I said, money's the bottom line. So if you never go to the doctor, they don't make money you. So do they want you to have proper exercise, to eat the way, the way that you should, to stay healthy? Because then they don't make money, they don't see you. I'm not saying it's a conscious, a conscious thing. It isn't. It's just the way the system is. We fix you during and after. We don't prevent for most things. There are some things we can prevent. We'll talk about that. So when you call your doctor's office, you make an appointment. What do they say to you? Why are you coming in? Right? Oh, they have to know the reason why you're coming in to book the appropriate time slot and they put in these codes. These codes go in the system that tell the government or the insurance company how much money they're going to get. It's called an ICD code, an International Classification of Diseases. It's a coding system, which is the creed of the medical profession. And believe it or not, there's 144,000 different codes. So all bookings are done according to the code. You call, you give them your reason, they book you accordingly, and they bill the government or insurance company for that code. So when you go in, by the way, I have this. Make another appointment because they don't get paid. Some doctors will listen to you and they'll have you come back because they, I, I get it. I've been in the healthcare field. Everybody should get paid. I understand that. But then I would have to cut another problem so that they get what they deserve and they do. But what if that problem, maybe I can't get in for a month, causes a severe issue? See, preventative during and after care. So we are trained to believe that the absence of disease is the equivalent of health. So here's the question. Can you separate yourself from a disease-oriented medical system to find optimal health when all these perim, including health insurance, government programs, drug companies, and doctors perpetuate disease via their beliefs, thought training, messages, and actions? We kind of just go with the flow, don't we? Things that make you go, hmm. And I'm not saying it's a bad system but are we focusing on end? We're kind of in a downward spiral, economically, physically, emotionally, spiritually, health-wise. The more we focus on disease details, the more we desperately slash through the forest without seeing the trees. The sicker we will all become. So no amount of money will ever solve the problem, because the problem is the way we see the problem. Change is the way you see things. Push aside what you've been told to leave against. Opposition, vilification, condemnation. And only then will we be able to find optimal health. Optimal health is where you want to be, where you most of you are today, where I pretty much am today. Today, right now, talking to you, I feel good. I don't feel sick. I feel healthy. I don't have any aches, pains, and if I do, they're very minimal, so I can't complain. Wouldn't doesn't matter anyway. So you want to be? You want to be healthy, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, and health. Optimal health is being the best you that you can be. So at this point, let's go to our second break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about specifically Canada and what uh, is covered as far as health care goes in Canada. Because not everything is, right, we can go to the doctor, we can have what's deemed necessary or emergency surgery. But let's talk about what is and isn't covered in Canada. Then we're going to talk about the United States as well, because I'm sure we're traveling back and forth, maybe vacationing, and we have listeners in both countries. You are listening to Karen Cook on Financially Speaking, the Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back after break.
0: It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspire Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am Karen Cook, your guest host Financially Speaking, and we are discussing how our health care may or may not make us sick. So let's talk about Canadian healthcare. So Medicare is Canada's publicly funded healthcare system. So instead of having a single national plan, we have 13 provincial and territorial health care insurance plans. So the Canadian government ensures the quality of care through federal standards. The government doesn't participate in day-to-day care or collect information about your health, which remains confidential between you and your doctor, Canada's provincially based care systems are cost effective because of their administrative simplicity. In each province, each doctor handles the insurance claim against the provincial insurer. So you never have to pay a pocket. As long as your health card is up to date in the province or territory you live in, you show the card, it's not expired, you get coverage. Even if it is, Usually, you can apply to the, give a call to the number, and they'll tell you how to get your card back on. That's basically all it is. I mean, the old red and white ones didn't expire until I had to get the new one. I had the red one because it never expired. I think it's been two years now, but I don't know if they still accept them. So, each part is a little different because everybody, sorry, it's the same because every every doctor go to the insurer, whether it's private or Canada and they get the money so you don't have to worry about money. Uh, private health expenditures account for about 30% of health care financing. So 30% of people have health insurance yay for you. So the Canada Health Act does not cover prescription drugs, home care, long-term care, dental care, and anything over-the-counter that's not a prescription. So if you like the parizers, the heating pads, the fix rub, your Fixed cough drops, fisherman friend cough drop. Gosh, I had them once. Woo, Buckley's whatever old effects not covered, right? So Canadians rely on private insurance from either their employers, which again makes sure that you're covered. Whether you're sick, there do you lose it if you're off? You you are um, set off with your job, so you're laid off. Are you covered? So and of course we look at our own private insurance. So the provinces do provide partial coverage for a lot of our health care. Obviously, adults, children, people, poverty, seniors, it's covered as long as you have your health card. But not everything is. So competitive practices such as advertising are kept to a minimum. So it maximizes the percent revenues that go, go directly towards care. We don't see a lot of advertisements on TV about the healthcare system. It's usually about an issue, right? Smoking, drinking, marijuana, whatever the case is. So costs are paid through funding from income taxes. So you might go, where the heck does all my taxes go? This is where it goes. And that's a good thing. We want that, right? Uh, so there's no deductibles on your healthcare, No co-pays. You never have to pay anything. Uh, okay. I know you sometimes I do, but related to your health. Sometimes you need doctor's notes or you need things filled out. So some physicians charge either a fee for service, annual fees, part of a package. You can pay a year for your family. And sometimes you have to pay for things. Missed appointments, doctor's notes, prescription refills. So you can either pay the full fee. If you were injured, it's paid by your WSIB. If you're on any assistance, ODSP or Ontario Works or some kind of Uh, system it should be paid for but again if you have private insurance it could be covered too so health card you get a health card from the provincial ministry of health it's your own unique identifying number everybody gets the same plan now Quebec's a little different Uh, they have a little bit of a different system but still they have coverage so um, any kind of necessary care that you need be covered because of your health card so Canada is one of the few countries with a universal healthcare system that does not include coverage of prescription medication. We have all that coverage, medications aren't covered. Now if you're below or above a certain age, they could be covered or a lot less money. If you're on government programs, they're probably paid for. But again, if you're not, you're the average norm, 21 to 60, you're probably paying for that medication. Uh Quebec's a little different. Uh People who are covered by the province's public prescription drug plan pay an annual premium of $600 when their Quebec income tax returned. The rest of Canada, we don't have that. So we don't pay for our health care service. So pharmaceutical medications are covered by public funds in province for elderly, indigent, or through employment-based private insurance or paid for out of kit. More than 60% of prescription medications are paid for privately in Canada. 60% of your meds pay for privately, which means if you don't have insurance, you're going to pay out of pocket. I don't know about you, but one of the medications I took cost me over $100 a month, just one. I'm like, is there a substitute? <laughs> and you know what? Unfortunately, it wasn't one for that because that was a great medication for pain. Not anything that's too addictive or that I got addicted to. Nothing like that. It was non-addictive. But it was a great pain medication. But one, one, $150 a month, I thought, I can't afford that. And I know you're thinking, well, shouldn't WB pay for that? You were injured. Yeah, I know, but I kind of opted out of that because I couldn't deal with it. So I made my choice. So I have the why. I have my jiggle machine. I got nice. I got my radio show where I get to sit in my comfy chair with my dogs on my feet having a chat with you. And I have my medications. So, yes, I've made it work. So family physicians in Canada... Are your doctors you, you apply to be with? And you do apply for your family physician. In Canada, you are legally only allowed to have one doctor. You can't see more than one physician at a time. If you need to see a specialist, that's who refers you. If you don't have a doctor, you go to a nurse. That doctor will refer you. But in the United States, if you aren't adhering to national health care plan, you can see any doctor you want. But it's a good thing. You might like a certain medication. So you might go to five different doctors to get that medication. That's not a good thing. You don't have to tell the other doctor, and they are not legally responsible for you to have to tell them what other doctors you go to. But I have to say it's not a system. If you do this in Canada, you can be kicked out of the healthcare system, and the doctors can refuse to see you, so you have a no doctor, which puts a bigger burden on the emergency rooms. How many hours of wait, at the least amount have you ever waited at an emergency room? I got injured at the hospital I worked at here in my town. No special privileges. Three to four hour wait, no matter what. And sometimes you can't stand that. You're in too much pain. And you're not considered an emergency. So, and if you're going in because you need to see a specialist or you don't have a doctor, you're wait too. Right? So we definitely want a general practitioner. So preventative care, early sorry, early detection are considered critical, and yearly checkups are meant for everyone, and they're covered in Canada, so you really do need a doctor. In the United States, the Affordable Care Act accomplished two main goals. It provides affordable health care insurance to more Americans. It was to change the health care delivery system, improving the quality of care while controlling costs. The life expectancy changes no matter where you live. It depends on many factors not just your genes or where you come from, your hereditary issues. It it deals with disease. It deals with preventative measures. It deals with diet and exercise. It deals with libtions. So it's a little different everywhere. But just to let you know how much longer you can live healthcare system versus worrying about one that you don't have, in the United States the average life expectancy is 79 years, which is actually lower than comparable countries. It's 82 years in comparable countries. So Canada's is 82. I know you think three years, big deal. Hey, man, that's three years. If I can get three years more on this, I'll take it. So the ACA, Affordable Care Act, has managed to provide health care coverage to Americans, but, yep, still a lot of work to be done. The cost and quality of health care that everybody receives, in and anywhere you are, everybody should receive the same. How about infant mortality? In the United States, infant mortality rated 169 out of 224 countries. What if you have a sick baby? What if you have a baby? It can cost you over $10,000 to have a baby. That's just to have it in a hospital. In the United States, not the pre and post care. God forbid you have a sick baby, or yuckly baby or child? Can you afford to take them in? A survey 11 countries found that United States adults are sicker than their counterparts abroad and more likely to have problems paying their medical bills and getting needed health care. US adults report difficulty getting care in a timely fashion and using emergency departments for issues that your general practitioner treats. We do it in Canada too. A lot of Canadians don't have a doctor and going to emergency the option or an outpatient clinic which only takes clients every now and then, right? So, it's important that you find and keep a doctor. Approximately 200,000 Americans die from preventable medical errors including facility acquired conditions. That's not specific to Americans. These facility acquired conditions, you go in with one thing, come out with a I went in with a broken arm, came out with pneumonia. Went in to have surgery on my toe with SARS, right? So what happens is they're called nosocomial infections. You get them in hospital or issues. Sometimes they're the healthcare provider that shares that with you. So the Affordable Health Care Act in the United States has had great strides, been made improving insurance coverage wide, and it's continuously getting better and improving the cost and quality of healthcare. So in the United States, the health care is provided by some organizations. Care facilities, largely owned and operated by private sector uh, businesses, are usually where we go. So fifty eight percent of US community hospitals are nonprofit, twenty one percent are government owned, twenty one percent are for profit. So despite being among the top world economic power, the United States remains the sole industrialized nation in the world without universal health coverage. Right. I realize there are coverages out there, but the sad thing is we need health care. So in 2013, 64% of health spending was paid by, for the government, paid by the government and funded programs such as Medicare, Medicaid, the Children's Health Insurance Program, and the Veterans Health Administration. People aged 65 and under acquire insurance through family members, employers, plans, health insurance on your own, or you're just insured. Find insurance. If you're young and healthy, find it now. If you're middle-aged, older, healthy, unhealthy, getting there, get it now before it gets worse. Your health insurance may exclude some conditions, so get as many in there as you can before you get them. Okay? So, it can be sometimes costly to get health insurance, but talk to your financial advisor, right? For somebody you trust. Talk to your friends, family, coworkers, find out what? Right. Do some research. Don't just depend on things. The top three causes of death among males and females is cardiovascular in North America. Is cardiovascular disease, neoplasms, which are blood disorders, and neurological disorders. And it has been for the past thirty years. Chronic lower respiratory. Disease, so anything with your lungs is also an issue. So. In 2015, the total number of deaths by heart disease, 633,842. Sir, sure, 595,930. Chronic lower respiratory disease, 155,041 people. Now, diarrhea, what the heck? That's just poop. Yep, disease. Diarrhea, low respiratory, and other common infections ranked six overall, but had the highest rate of infectious disease mortality at 31.65 deaths, Per 100, 31 people per 100,000. You think, well, that's not a lot. That could be you. And there's that a large proportion of health incomes and early mortality can be attributed to factors other than communicable or non-communicable disease. As of 2013, the National Research Council study concluded more than half of men who die before 50 die because of 19%, which you probably can't control, traffic accidents. 18%, 18% and other accidents, 6%. That accident could be a healthcare accident. 53% of women died before 50 because of disease. Disease. Women, ladies, not us. 38% died of accidents, homicide, and suicide. So if you're a woman in North America, 53 out of 100 of us who died before 50 died due to disease. We need healthcare. All of us need healthcare. The average hospital stays can be $100,000, and that depends on your condition. Definitely look into insurance, find out what it's going to cost, and see if we can't get all this stuff covered, because worrying about our health care is making us sick. Under the ACA, your Obamacare, people are required to have a major medical policy specific minimum essential coverage. You might have to pay a, pay a tax penalty if you don't have one. So look into that. See if that covers something, right? Approximately seventy percent of people in the U.S. have health insurance through their employer. Or make sure it co- make sure you know what it covers, make sure you know what it doesn't, and seek out care. Talk to somebody. Talk to your advisor. Find out if you can get a family plan. Could be a lot cheaper for you and could do more coverage. So on that note, let's go to our last break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk about some health insurance companies in the United States and Canada that we can look at, and we're going to talk about staying and keeping healthy so that our health care doesn't make us sick. You are listening to Karen Cook on Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back.
0: Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at Bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to Financially Speaking. I am your guest host, Karen Cook. Today on the Inspired Choices Network, and we are discussing our health care and whether or not it's making us sick. So if you live in the United States, you're looking for some health care, you don't have any coverage, or you're not happy with your coverage, you need more, want to ask some questions, you don't have a financial advisor, get on your internet and start Googling. That's <laughs> almost soundsy, doesn't it? Anyway, uh it might be. But there are some groups out there that we can look at. The top US health insurance companies uh that I found are United Health, Wellpoint Inc., Kaiser Foundation. Humana, AETNA, HCSC, Cigna Health, and Highmark. So they seem to be the more popular ones. So have a look, see what they cover, if it benefits you. Give them a call. Have your questions ready. Have your list of questions so that you know which company you're going to end up having. In in Canada, the biggest insurance companies we can have a look at is Life, Great West Life Co., Sun Life., IA financial, maybe RBC, and Empire. There's just a few, and I'm sure there's plenty more. So find your financial advisor, the person you trust with your life, because you really are trusting him with your life. Speak to them about your medical insurance, what you're looking for, how much you can pay, or how much you're going to want to pay, what's best for you and or your family. And together you can find the program that's most suited for your needs. So how do we prevent getting sick in the first place? Having that burden of our not-so-great healthcare system be financially straining on us. First thing is, eat plenty of fruits and vegetables. Choose to be healthier. It is a conscious choice. I don't like fruit and vegetables. Come on, there's got to be something out there you like. My dog loves peaches. We love peaches in the summer. I can't get over in the little fart. He eats them up like they're going out of style. So even my dogs who hate vegetables found something. One likes strawberries, one likes peaches, one likes watermelon. So anytime I have fruit, I have all three of them so that we each get to eat what we like. Drink water, lots of water. It prevents dehydration. It flushes out your system. It cleans out your body. Water, water, water. Okay? Get enough sleep. Six to eight hours a night. It's crucial to maintaining your health. You look better. You feel better. Your body gets the rest it needs. Get your flu shot. It's the number one thing you can do to prevent the flu. Because you know from our previous shows, and if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. The flu can kill you. I'm not saying mandatory, you have to go get it, but it is a recommendation. Wash your hands a lot. You go shopping at a shopping center, you touch the cart, oh my gosh. You should really use a sanitizer, wear gloves, wash your hands when you get home, don't touch your face, don't bring it home to your family. You touch things when you're in public. Sick people touch things. People sneeze, cough, fart, burp, puke. It gets everywhere. Use alcohol based hand sanitizers. Carry it with you. I have those little sticks. I carry them in my car, my purse. I have a mommy at all times. When I go teach first aid, they're in the bag. You want to make sure you have everything on you so you can keep your hands clean, which keep everything clean. Don't get close to people. I realize if it's your family, you have no choice. But if anybody's sick, get out of there. If you're sick, please don't go to work. Keep your surroundings clean. If you're not so clean at home, clean your house. Keep it clean. Germs love dirt. Keep your immunizations up to date. When you've got your shots up to date, you're healthier. Yeah, I have to see my doctor in two weeks. I'm getting stir. Ten years it's been. So but I it's gonna keep me healthy. I'm okay with that. Watch your pressure. I know you think what? You can go to your your stores and uh, you can use the ph- pharmacy stores a lot of the time or walmarts or supercenters. you can use the blood pressure cuff sit down for five minutes rest take a few deep breaths do your pl- do your blood pressure okay if you can buy them i bought an automatic blood pressure one at a pharmacy and i take it every now and then just to make sure i'm good and by the way 120 over 80 ish is norm for an adult but see what your norm is Pursue an ideal body mass. Talk to your doctor or a nutritionist or check out the body mass indicator online. I checked it out last night. Well, I've got a ways to go. Don't get caught up on the number. Your health, eating healthy, it will show on the outside. Keep safe blood sugar levels. Watch your intake of sugar, sweets, soda, chocolate. I know mm, I'm making you all hungry and I shouldn't talk about that because then we all just get right. We crave it. I do like sweets, but mine is caffeine-free Diet Coke. (laughs) I usually have one or two a day. I try not to, but I do like them. But other than that, I drink lots of water, a little milk, and tea. So I'm not drinking too much. That's probably going to harm me. But it's not sugar. Again, got to watch the sweetener. And get moving. Exercise, walk, garden, play. Play with your dogs. Play with your kids. Do something. And for those of you that smoke, and I am an ex-smoker, try to quit. Some cessation aid free. You can get help. It's out there. You can get incentives. You can join the gang, right? Win 5,000 if you quit smoking. I didn't do any of that. It took me six months, but I'm smoke-free now. Going on two years, close. But no, I'll never go back to it. Sure, I'm sure there are crazies, but nothing that makes me go, wow, I wish I had a cigarette. It out of sight, out of mind. And I have to be around places or people that smoke. Because I do love the smell of a freshly lit cigarette and a match. But other than that, no, I've really become kind of an ass (laughs) because I think an ex-smoker is worse than a non-smoker. We know what we did. We know how we smelled. And now it's like, ugh, right? And keep pace with your health screenings. Men and women, breast and prostate exams, they're designed to catch the cancers in their very early form. Sorry about that. Pickle in my throat. So do what you can to stay healthy. Talk to your financial advisor about your health care. Eat, drink, sleep well. Try and live a healthy life. Just get up and move. 15 minutes a day. Just get up and move. Go for a little walk. Enjoy yourself. Next week, where your Kathy will be back and we'll be achieving financial independence. Thank you for to listen to the
0: Financially Speaking radio show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you